0: Thank you for listening to this Miller Time Media podcast. This interview took place during our Miller Time Live radio program. For information on the program, you can visit our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash millertimeradio. You can also find us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms by searching Miller Time Media. If you do not find us on your favorite podcast platform, not to fear, just send us an email and we'll get it done for you, Outlook.com. Thank you and enjoy. On this Thursday evening here on Hits at a. How are you, Jenny Kay? Good
1: evening. I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. Did you notice every song I open your show with seems to be like a certain theme?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we, we're going to have to come up with a specific song that we both agree on. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, anyway, uh, what's, what's happening this week? It's been a crazy week, speaking of crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been a, been a good week, having some cool weather, just slowing things down.
0: Yeah, a little too cool for my liking, but anyway, it's uh, it is what it is. It, it's a bit chilly today.
1: Yeah, my garden's loving it. Yeah, I'm finally getting some water.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, this week on Mind Matters, we had a we had a great program last week, and uh, lots of people love the podcast. By the way, oh, great. so uh, hello to all you people listening on the podcast. Maybe later on, but this show does air every Thursday night right here live on Hit ZA from seven to seven thirty, and it's Jenny K. Jenny K Neurolinguistic Therapy, Mind Matters, and our website is Jenny K, J E N I K N L, no, Jenny K, J E N N I K dot CO dot Z A, right? And uh, this week you're talking about?
1: So this week we're talking about um, just some ways that we can actually teach our kids to self regulate. Okay. Ways to build their confidence Mm -hmm. and to help them deal with overwhelming emotions.
0: Oh. I see. And that in this is important in kids especially because they don't always know how to deal with those things. They know they're feeling them. They just don't know how, how to deal with it, right?
1: Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> whether we like it or not, um, we probably have things to learn as adults too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our, there's a, um, a woman, Virginia Satir, who, who worked with systems the- uh, thinking. And she used to, whenever she was dealing with somebody, she would see the whole family because she would basically look at it as, you know, when somebody is acting out in a family, they are just the spokesperson for the system, for (laughs) what's going on in the system. Mm. So all of these things that we're going to be talking about today um, are useful to apply to ourselves because really we teach our kids by example. And when we start applying these to our our own lives, it becomes a lot easier to teach our kids how to do these things. Mm -hmm. So I've had a lot of clients um, coming to see me just with general anxiety and stress-related issues. And particularly those clients who have kids are feeling a bit overwhelmed in terms of how do they – when they're not coping so well, how it is? How are they getting their kids through whatever's going on in their life? Sure. Um, you know, we, we're all human. And so it makes sense that when we're feeling highly stressed and we're um, we're reacting to things, we're not always um, that available to our kids. And we don't always find it easy to react in a way that um, that doesn't trigger them. I them suppose
0: that has been more of a problem lately, hasn't it?
1: It has, it has. There's lots of change and, mm. and that's normal. You know, it's mm. to, it's to be expected. So, one of the things with, um, with kids, and I'm hearing more and more parents contacting me saying, my child has been diagnosed with anxiety or my child has ADD or ADHD or my child is bipolar or whatever the label is that mm-hmm. they're giving. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the first thing to start with is... This idea that my child has anxiety—we speak about it. You know, when, when we buy into that as a label for who our child is, mm-hmm. we—you know—we're making it very difficult for that child to see it as anything other than a fixed thing. That they somehow have this; mm-hmm. they can't do anything about it. It's who they are, um, and they're stuck with it. Mm. So I think that's the first thing to consider is how are we speaking about our children about ourselves too you know if if I have a child who's sitting watching and listening to everything I do and and I'm speaking about I have bipolar disorder mm-hmm. um you know somehow the, the that is something that's become who I am instead of instead of a pattern of behavior a way in which I'm responding to
0: things I see
1: so I'd really, you know, it's really helpful to start speaking about, you know, perhaps my child is experiencing anxiety, anxiety and is acting out in an anxious way. Mm-hmm. Uh, my child is responding in an anxious way or behaving in an anxious way. Mm-hmm. Just, to, just to loosen it up so that it becomes a concept that this is just a behavior. This is a way in which we currently responding. And it can be, it can adjust, it can, you know, it can get better at responding and behaving in different ways.
0: I remember a time in in the 80s, uh, in 90s, and I don't know if it still continues, but when I was in school, there was so many of my classmates, um, fellow learners, you know, that would be... Prescribed things such as Ritalin. I don't know if that ever happened in South Africa, but there was a big wave mm-hmm. where people um, there. There was always a group of students that always had to go to the office at lunchtime and take medicine, and it was to help them concentrate. Apparently, and I thought it was odd. I always mm-hmm. thought it was odd mm-hmm. because one, I never was prescribed anything. My mother would have never allowed that. But secondly, um, is it did that happen in South Africa? Do you know? And and is it is it a way to deal with Something with children that maybe parents or teachers or uh, people in the schools didn't know how to deal with the the lack of attention span or the um, whatever the case was. Mm.
1: So look, it certainly is something that is quite common um, for for parents to be um, to you know to be told that it's it's recommended to put their children onto Ritalin if mm-hmm. they're if they're not. Um, if they haven't learned to regulate themselves. Is it? And I'm not going to get into... I'm not going to give an opinion or get into a discussion about whether Ritalin is or isn't a solution. Mm -hmm. Regardless of whether you are a parent who has chosen to put your child on Ritalin or whether you're somebody who's wanting to take a different approach, either way... Um, you can still teach yourself to, you you can still teach your children to regulate themselves better. Sure. Um, You know, I I often have people who say to me, you know, I work quite a lot with people who have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and Mm -hmm. they say, "But, but it's a chemical imbalance in my brain. How can this be addressed through therapy? Yes, it is a chemical balance in your brain and, a chemical balance really is just a behavior of the body okay. so you know we can regulate our state which will regulate and adjust the chemistry in our brain mm-hmm. so whether somebody is doing the work to help them find better strategies while they're on medication or doing it without going on to medication, it's all going to make a difference. Um, The discussion around whether you do or don't come off medication is something that needs to be discussed with the the therapist that you're working with and alongside your doctor because some medications you can just stop, some can be weaned off. So as I say, this is not a discussion around whether medication is or isn't a solution, Mm -hmm. but there are other ways to to improve the situation and help regulate behavior. All right. So another thing to consider is and we hear it all the time, you know, don't speak about the behavior, not the child. Mm-hmm. So it's really important that we separate for our kids and for ourselves, we separate identity from behavior. You know, there is not you are not a naughty child. You are hmm. behaving in a naughty way, right. and you're better than that. You're a nicer child. In than other
0: that. words, don't throw away the child.
1: Exactly. Reinforce the child, reinforce who they are as a person, yeah. and speak to the behavior. Um, you know, as we do that, we're also teaching children to start separating themselves from their behavior. Okay. Because once I'm separate from my behavior, I can observe the behavior. I can give myself better advice. I can make choices about how I'm behaving. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if we lump it together with an identity, well, if this is who I am, there's not much I can do about it. Sure. So another thing that's really helpful is teach our kids to speak about their emotions, to to put into words what they're experiencing, what they're scared of, how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is not... This is not just about teaching people to be comfortable with having feelings mm-hmm. but the moment we give a label to something, we have separated from ourselves. So the same thing that we're doing where we're separating identity from behavior. Um, you know we turn it into something that is outside of us, something that can be looked at, something that can be spoken about, something that can be examined and and we can do something with it. Mm. So, and, you know, obviously the best way to do this is to, to model it. So, you know, it's, it's healthy to express our feelings, to express our emotions, to express our fears to our children. And, you know, when I say that, I am not talking about dumping on your child and making them feel responsible for managing your state, I'm talking about being conscious of letting children know that it's okay that adults feel, feel fear and mm-hmm. feel anger and feel, you know, all these things as well and, you know, make them aware that, you know, right now I'm feeling very uncomfortable or I'm feeling very nervous about this or I'm feeling very nervous about that mm. and then demonstrate to them that process of how you would, you would regulate yourself um you know, and, and do it verbally, because they pick up everything that we do.
0: do you think that uh, children suffer from depression, and is there a is, is it a big problem
1: So there are certainly children who exhibit depressive behavior, yes, mm. um, you know, and again it's it's they're part of a system
2: mm-hmm.
1: so it's always helpful to look at how what is happening to keep this in place, and you know one of the things that it's it really comes back to the basics i you know i see so many parents who are putting their children onto medication but they're not they're not starting or taking care of the the fundamental building blocks mm. so you know when when you tell me that that your child is on ritalin but you are feeding them a a sugary diet
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know what are you doing they can't possibly regulate themselves if they are you know if, if they're not healthy and they're not eating a balanced diet.
0: So look at the whole picture not Look at the whole picture. Though. Are they
1: getting enough sleep? Right. Are they eating a healthy balanced diet that is not high in sugar that you know that that will help them to be able to cope and regulate themselves and, mm. and concentrate. Are they getting enough exercise? Once you've taken those things, then you start looking at, other, you know, once you've taken those into account, you start looking at other options. Mm. Um, but I think a lot of people go to medication before addressing those basics.
0: So we'll take a quick break here. This is Mind Matters with Jenny Kay from Jenny K Neurolinguistic Therapy, as we do each and every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. right here on Hit ZA. And uh, we'll play a couple of ads and a song, and then we'll come back and wrap it up. Sound good? Cool. All right. You've been listening to Hit ZA. The things we put in our home, our office, these things make a statement, and nothing makes a bigger statement than bespoke wood furniture from Burl Timber. Your visitors will love the style of your home when you add a custom wood table, chairs, bookcase, or even flooring from Burl Timber. We can also build your custom staircase and even the kitchen of your dreams. See a full catalog of everything we can do now on burltimber.co.za or get in touch with us today, call Mike on 67 or you can WhatsApp us on 67 067- 744 743 Be sure to mention Miller Time when you do. Burl Timber. If you can dream it, we can build it. This is Mind Matters with Jenny K. Jenny Kay Neurolinguistic Therapy on Hits ZA. And uh, Jenny K. is live in the house with us. And we're talking about how to teach children to self-regulate themselves. To regulate themselves, I guess, would be the more proper, proper statement to make. Right? <laughs> I don't know. But luckily, you're not here to judge my English today, my grammar, just my... Um, My my radio skills. So, uh, you're you're talking about the different things we can do and and how we might help our our children to be um, more self-regulated, more attentive. And um, it 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 some children, I'm not going to mention any names, um, but you're looking at someone who was once a child with this problem um, have very short attention spans. You give them a task and you walk away and the next thing you know, oh, shiny object and they're gone. <laughs> you know? I often had that problem with my teachers just hated that they would put me near a window and I'd spend half my time staring out the window instead of doing what I need to do.
1: Yes, so there's that movie up, that kids movie, and in the movie uh-huh. there's you know there's a bunch of dogs, and every time they squ- they see a squirrel, they're distracted. <laughs> so I have a standing joke with my son that we're having a squirrel moment when that oh.
0: happens. I don't know if I've seen that movie. It's a you say it's a Disney movie.
1: Oh. I'm oh, not you entirely sure, it. to be honest with you. All right,
0: I'll check. We'll, we'll check with Tat Wolfen because he would. He'll know. He He's he the movie know. guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So, I just watch them. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched some good ones this week. But yeah. Then, so just
1: to mm. just to summarize on on what we started with. Yes. Um, please don't
0: winterize. It's already too
1: cold. <laughs> so we started off just talking about the importance of separating the, the, the child's identity from their behavior. And. In case it's not obvious, you know this applies to adults too. Sure. Um, you know if we if we're talking about a problem and we're relating it to an identity, it's it's fixed. We can't do anything about it. When we separate and we talk about the behaviour, the behaviour still retains the person's value mm. and allows them to do something with it. The second thing we spoke about was teaching us, um, teaching our children to speak about what they're experiencing, to label their emotions, and the mm-hmm. best way to do that is by example. Mm-hmm. So make it normal, make it okay for them to verbalize and speak about what's going on for them and what they're experiencing. Sure. By giving it a label, again, we're separating the the behavior or the experience, what they're going through, from who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, the third thing we spoke about was. Making them aware of or speaking about things like ADD, anxiety, depression, bipolar, whatever it is, and recognizing that this is just a process. This is just the way our body is behaving Sure. rather than speaking about it as, you know, my child has this, my child is this. Mm. Um, you know, my child tends to exhibit anxious behavior is more helpful than saying my child has anxiety.
0: It seems like there's a push to label so many things these days. I, I keep saying this, but I, I really feel like that there's all these different learning disabilities. Everything's a disability now. Have you seen this? Have Have you noticed this? Am I crazy? Um, are you going to label me crazy for yeah. saying this? But it, it just, it seems to me like I, I see... Um, autism for instance hmm. uh, that became a broader they call it the autism spectrum now because it became a broader thing it just seems like they, they, they make some label and then they make it as wide as they can to encompass all these other things and then once you label a, a, a child with that I mean if I'm a, a student if I'm a learner and I'm labeled with something that stigmatizes me
1: exactly so the thing is just to recognize that you know the, the, the aim here is to Is to separate the the challenge Mm -hmm. from the child, you Mm -hmm. know. So so don't make it a fixed thing that that's who they are. Allow them the scope to develop, to grow, to become better at, to learn to regulate, to manage more easily. Uh When somebody and and we'll know for ourselves, you know, even as adults, when we are experiencing a particular emotional state. Mm -hmm. Um. The worst thing is for somebody to come and say, Calm down, just relax. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, when last did that that's work? M- that's my <laughs> biggest
0: that's my biggest pet peeve when people tell me to calm down when I'm upset about something, and I'm like that guy, I don't remember what movie it is or television show. I can't calm down, you calm down. Yeah. But it just it doesn't work. It has the opposite effect of what you think you want to happen.
1: Yeah, so a useful approach to that is first of all, if they are you know, if they're speaking fast, match them. Speak fast. You don't have, you know, and and then you can slow your 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 rate of speaking down. All right. But really what's important is to acknowledge where they're at. So, you know, backtrack, use the words that they're using to mm-hmm. describe what they're experiencing and just acknowledge what they are experiencing. You know, the minute we say, you know, just relax, we're we're actually kind of completely negating what they're actually what they're experiencing sure. and it's very difficult for them to move past that if they haven't been heard if they haven't been understood if you know if they don't feel that somebody that somebody gets where they're at so just acknowledging where they are backtrack use their own words and meet them where you know meet them where they're at mm-hmm. Once you've done that, you can then start to slow down your, um, your, your rate of speaking. And, and that's where you then help them to label what specifically they're experiencing so that we can start to separate the experience or the, the emotion from, from who they are and they can look at it as something outside of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so the aim is really to, to dissociate, to separate them from what the, what's happening around them, what, what they're experiencing. Um, so one of the things to be aware of is to speak about the event, speak about the behavior, the reaction, the fear, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, as, as though it's something that you are looking at, that you are observing. A nice way to do this, especially with young kids, they have great imaginations and they're very open to this is to invite them say, "Come sit next to me, and let's just watch what's going on there with Peter.
2: <laughs> um
1: you know, what do you think he needs to be able to calm down and find a better way or find a solution? Mm-hmm. Um adults tend to be a bit resistant to this, but kids grab the opportunity and and that also you're physically, you know in you're using their imagination to remove themselves and mm-hmm. to observe themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really great great start to learning to self-regulate. Um, the the final little thing that I'm, before we finish off, I know we're running out of time here, but another way to to separate ourselves and to start making it something tangible that we can work with is to encourage them once they've labeled what, you know, once they've given a name to what they're experiencing. So they say, you know what? I'm really scared. Okay, so... To help them break this down using our senses. Mm-hmm. So you can look at, you know, if we're talking about um, how things feel, mm-hmm. where in your body do you, are you aware of this feeling? Does it have a color? Does it have a shape? Is there a sound attached to it? And, you know, start using your visual, your auditory, your kinesthetic, your senses. Um, that we process information with and just breaking it down like that again makes it something tangible makes it something flexible you know by, by noticing how they breathe it automatically suggests that if we change our breathing it becomes something else <sighs> <laughs> yes yeah, so deep breaths <laughs>
0: oh no that's something else alright <laughs> So, this is uh, how, to, how to train your dragon. No, this is teaching your children to self regulate with uh, Mind Matters. Jenny K, Jenny K Neurolinguistic Therapy. And um, you're booking appointments even still this week, right? If somebody yes. wants to get in touch, they can do it. Jenny K.co.za, J E N I K.co.za. You can get in touch with her as well. You want to give out the phone number?
1: <laughs> sure, it's 083-564-9942 uh-huh.
0: uh-huh.
1: And it's always better to WhatsApp me Because uh-huh. when I'm with a client, I don't answer my phone
0: Alright, 083-564-0042 9942 Okay 083564942 and WhatsApp her. but it's better to go to the website if you can. z a. You can book an appointment right there. and uh, if you want to make a comment or uh, have a suggestion for the show, you can do that at on air at c o. Uh, no, I'm sorry, on air at hitza.com. I don't even know our own website. Jenny Kay, thanks again.: Thank
1: you so much. All it was right good to be here.